listening to Season 2, Episode 6 of the 10O Podcast, the podcast designed for any athlete who knows they have more to give in this life to maximize their full potential. I'm your host, Danielle Gray, gymnast, fitness model, and serial entrepreneur. If you're listening to this on the day it's released, happy Halloween! On today's episode, I speak with my friend and fellow acrobat, Leslie Munoz. We had this conversation to help you learn more about yourself. Leslie talks about her experiences transitioning into retirement more than once, some mental blocks she had with tumbling when she was a teenager, which she can laugh about now, and the best advice she's ever been given. Her incredible character and integrity shows in this short interview, and we want you to finish this episode thinking about what you need to reintroduce or make sacred in your life to keep yourself performing at your highest potential. But before you hear those juicy secrets, I wanted to take a moment to thank our sponsor. Thank you for joining me today, Leslie. Hi. <laughs> Thanks the, for having me. Yeah, for the Tenno podcast. And I, I know you have a lot uh, to share with our listeners and, and things that could be applicable to formerly competitive athletes as well as performers, as well as people who just kind of want to get into, you know, the best shape of their lives and just kind of like thinking about how they can do that and how they should look at their training. So, um, I guess I know you from just the calisthenics community. Yeah, I think we met at like Tempest a few years ago. Yeah, with Jack, right? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Okay, so yeah, we just, we met through mutual friends and mutual interests. And then I've been following, you know, your journey ever since. Did you change your Instagram at one point? I did. I deleted the whole account and then kind of started fresh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if anybody wants to follow her, you're going to be amazed at every single thing that she posts. And then you'll be like, I can do that. And then you try it and you feel like you're broken in half and you are a straight stick. So that is, (laughs) that's basically my I love it. (laughs) But besides that introduction, go ahead and let people know if they, you know, aren't familiar with you or your background, kind of who you are and what you do. So I guess I'll just start from the beginning. Um, I did gymnastics. I started gymnastics when I was 12. And then I sort of fell into the whole world of gymnastics. And I did like regular artistic gymnastics for like two months. And then some big Russian man came up to me and was like, let me see you do your splits. Stand up. Where's your mom? And he like, I thought I was in trouble. And he um, was actually the owner of the gym and asked me to join acrobatic gymnastics, which I had no idea about, but I was there for fun. So I did that and I worked really hard. And within the first year and a half, I was already at like level eight. And then the following year as part of the junior national team. And then once I was old enough, I joined the senior national team and I just kind of represented the U.S., for a few years following that. And after gymnastics, I was, oh my, I guess my last season of like competitive season, I joined America's Got Talent and we placed third in that. Um, while all of that's going, I'm in high school, senior year, doing Acro Army on um, America's Got Talent and finishing up my last season. And then I got a job offer for a circus show Mm. all throughout that and they're like we're gonna fly you to Ukraine and then you're gonna tour with them so things just kind of like followed themselves but I'm 17 years old at this point and I've got like 
a million things on my plate and things are about to like change. Right. Um, so I did the circus for about a year and a half to two years. And then during that, I got, I actually wanted to retire and kind of got back into it and then joined a cruise ship. And then they had me do a whole aerial show, which was supposed to be a little bit of aerial, but it was a 45 minute show of just me. So that was like a whole other, um, yeah. So basically baby gymnast to performer. And that's kind of, I just finished about a year and a half ago. And now I'm in school to be a school teacher. Uh -huh. What grade do you want to teach? Shorter than me, which is, I'm like this big. So <laughs> um, hopefully second graders or third graders are not taller than me quite yet. Right. So elementary school is the goal. That's amazing. Okay, perfect. And I wanted to, to touch back on, okay, so you're 17, you're going through all this. That's not a normal 17 year old's life, right? So how were you able, because, okay, so prefacing this, I had some conversations with some people mm -hmm. um, on the phone for a few weeks, just kind of validating some ideas. And a lot of them were t like told me that what gymnastics and like sports did not teach them time management which i was like really that seemed mm -hmm. interesting because like you would think that because you have so much to manage like you you do and they were saying exactly i was almost in survival mode because it was just everything was planned for me i knew what my practices were supposed to be but i didn't feel like i was actually choosing to manage mm -hmm. my time because then when you leave that sport mm -hmm. you have a bunch of time and nothing's set for you and that's where you have to become good at time management Absolutely. Um, I agree, but I also disagree. Uh -huh. So with gymnastics in that sort of a world, you did have to time manage because I, like I said, I was in school, so I had homework and studies to do. Yeah. And I also was training. I had 5 a.m. training and I also had 6 p.m. training every day, except for Sunday, Saturday. We only had practice in the morning, but still like I had morning and night practices that ended, I mean, the night practice, you had to stay until he decided you were done, right. but you have X amount of routines to do. And if you mess up, you have that much more to do, but it's up to you how you do it and how long that takes you. Mm. That could be like, Hey, I just busted out 12 routines. I'm good. I feel good. Of course it was never that easy. Cause I'm annoying 17 year old that doesn't want to do anything. Of course. But it also taught me to like totally manage with what my world was then and sure I transitioned into now a world where I don't have to be at this like I have these few routines and I need to perfect them this is now like I'm becoming this like artist and I get to like build this routine that's like I get to do stuff that's like outside of like the rules of gymnastics. So I was like able to blossom in the sense that like, I'm still finding myself yeah. where I fall into like this, like performance sort of a life now. And right. there's also, you have a few shows a week. Right. So, and it's much easier than a competitive routine where I have to like tumble and it's, it was just acro at that point. Mm. So it was hard, like, well, why do I have to be here for this amount of time? Or how many times do I, it's like all up to me. There wasn't this like, you're here at five and you're here at six. It's like, you have a routine, do what you want with your time. You have show times at seven and at nine, do what you want. 
and there was, you know, there's no coach necessarily pushing you. So that was just like, yeah. of course, it's up to you as an athlete. But luckily, I came right out of that, that I had the endurance, I had the motivation. And that has been my dream since I like walked into that gym. And I, I don't know, I, was, I think because I was so motivated, I didn't necessarily have an issue with that. But I could totally see how someone could just go into a world like that and then because you don't have these like from this hour to this hour this is what we're doing in the following hour that changes yeah I totally see how that could um that's up to you right so you were motivated was were there ever ever times where that motivation dipped or you had some kind of mental or emotional block that like was stopping you from maybe doing something that was asked of you or wanting to get something, but your body just couldn't do it. Was there any, any kind of mental or emotional blocks that you had to overcome during that time or even now, I guess? Uh, yes to both. I think during throughout my like competitive life, um, I didn't want to do anything. I hated tumbling. I was terrified of it. But I had to do it every day, and I just didn't listen. I don't know what my my coach put put up with me. I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah. I love the man. He, I owe him everything. He's amazing. But I don't know why he ever dealt with me. I was. Um, I'm yeah. So I'm like poor guy. I feel so bad. But <laughs> I would go, and I'd have like just you know throughout my routines, just do your tumbling passes and do them nice. I'd get scared, I'd panic, and I would just run across the floor. I refused to do it. I, I don't know what my problem was. I just like had this mental block where it's like, I don't, it was, it felt like a panic. I mean, I could do a triple, I could do a double something and have them throw me and catch me, no problem. But right. a single round off backhand spring back tuck was the end for me. Like I couldn't like not. your brain control versus like your base or something. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I don't know. Like I, I had this huge mental block with specifically tumbling. And every time I even go to the gym, I still get made fun of because I would lay in the corner crying. But my coach is like, do five in a row. Yeah. Without stopping. And like for me just to do one and like the mental block was like, okay, well, can you stand there? And I don't need to like, I don't need a spot or anything, but like him right. just standing there was the the stepping stone that I needed and then eventually he kind of stopped doing that and the more in trouble I got the yeah. more I had at some point I had 200 to do in a night oh my with God. The, yeah and I cried my yeah it was a it was a huge challenge to get over my tumbling and most people love tumbling it's just like I don't know why I was so scared of it yeah it could yeah. be fear of injury, but then I, it's also funny how you said, yeah. just stand there, you know, like I was a coach too. So it's like, okay, you want me to stand here and just be close to you when you die? Yeah. Like, what did you, what do you want? Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I wanted. Yeah. Like, I don't know why, but it was something that like, that helped me through that. Mm -hmm. And still to this day, like I just, I was training with Max, my, my old partner, mm -hmm. um, and I've never done a two to one press like on an arm. I've done it on a foot, single foot, no problem. But oh for God. some reason it being up higher and oh. on someone's hand, it was just like, I did it on the floor, it was perfect. And then um, we went up high and I just like 
just kept like pushing myself out. And that brought me back to like gymnastic days. And then I was like, I know myself. Mm. I need something to like show me that sure I'm up really high, but I am physically capable of doing this. Right. When we go stand next to a wall. So the wall was like, it's like a tumbling mat. So, um, yeah, I kind of twisted off into it, yeah. but that block of it being there, I did them perfectly right after, but right. it's finding those like mental blocks and knowing yourself mm-hmm. and then kind of, okay, this is how I can help myself through that. And I think that is something that gymnastics gave me that I, w- I honestly would not have without it. Yeah. And yeah. 100%. Yeah. We were just, I was at a business conference a few weeks ago and one of the speakers was talking about hinging points and I call them pivotal points. Okay. Um, which are, what are the things in your life that you have to do to stay mm-hmm. at peak performance? And if you don't do those things, the wheels fall off and your whole world like crashes, right? So a lot of people don't even know what theirs are. So then when those things are not present in their life, they're wondering why their world is yeah. up in flames. But getting to a point where you know yourself so well, like you did, like, okay, my hinging point is having that kind of security. Like, that's going to keep me at my peak performance, like, during practice, all right? So then, you know, when something was not working, you're like, I turn to my hinging points, my pivotal points, and I know what I need to do, boom, and then it works. Mm -hmm. So that can apply to your training, that can apply to just life, like a lot of people... Uh, if they don't get seven hours of sleep, if they uh, only eat twice during the day, that kind of thing. Like those things are so simple, but they're so easy to skip. So I guess, what do you think your pivotal points are? What are the things that you know, if you don't do, there's a little bit of chaos? Um, That's actually exactly where I'm at now. Mm. I've gone in and out of retirement twice and even potentially a third time now I don't know what's going on with my world right now which is stressing me out Um, but I dove into school the same way that like I kind of give myself to everything if I'm in school I've taken 18 units every single semester did full-time over the summer so I've just gone like full blast through school but with that I am lacking like oh I'll just like not train gymnastics it's like not something that I'm like doing all the time and it's Mm. every time I walk into a gym which could be a month or maybe even two months apart since like the year and a half that I've been home yeah um I'm like I love this so much and I forget that like that's a really big part of what makes me me and I like forget that until I'm like up in a handstand on someone's arms or I'm like in the silks or whatever it is that I'm on, it's like, or the canes. I need to make sure that like I continue my training, whether or not I'm performing because it's, it's such an important thing that makes me me. So I, yeah, I think just continuing and like being consistent with my training. Totally. And for a lot of former athletes, like you feel that burnout and like, yeah, did burnout play into your retirement at all? Or was it just, was it injuries? No, it wasn't that. It was just like, I was offered this, the job like right out of high school. So I was, I wasn't necessarily burnt out. I just felt like I had goals set for mm-hmm. every single chapter necessarily in my life. Mm-hmm. So right out of, I knew in, in gymnastics competitive 
competitive gymnastics, I wanted to be a performer. I had that opportunity and I wanted to perfect that routine and just be like amazing. And once I felt like I had had enough and like I kind of reached that level, I was happy to let that go. And I did. And then I got this job opportunity that was like, there's this cruise ship and it's six months and it'll be a lot of fun and you'll do a mixed pair, which I hadn't done before ever. Mm. So I was like, I guess like a brand new skill set and a little bit of aerial is what they said to me. So I signed the contract, I get to Miami and I have two weeks to perform a 45 minute aerial show. I have to learn pole, lira, silks, straps, like this like double um, heart lira thing. Um, And I have to figure out hand to hand. So I had a huge challenge ahead of me. And I loved the challenge. I trained, I was beat for months performing that. Like my, my arms would be completely cramped up by the finale. So, but it was also really like, wow, I'm pushing myself. I'm learning new things. But I also knew that once I felt super secure and it was just super easy and I enjoyed myself and it was no longer this thing that's like, it's really hard. I don't, I just didn't want it to become a routine. It was something that I just settled with. So I, once I felt like I had everything and I was strong, I was really happy. So I decided that I would go back to school because that was, I achieved all of my goals with every part of my necessarily my chapters in life. Right. So I kind of, let that go and I kind of forgot the question the original question but I think that answered the question (laughs) yeah I was just gonna bounce off of that as well applying it to people who are listening so let's say because you because you were challenging yourself and pushing yourself and that is something that a lot of our clients and uh, just listeners do yeah. they really like to see what their body's capable of they like to push themselves and challenge themselves mm-hmm. because they know they have more potential inside right but maybe it's just sitting there untapped or they don't have the opportunities or experience or maybe they don't even know how to tap yeah. into they know that there's something else that they can do they just don't they're either afraid or they don't know um how to do it so how do you, like, what advice do you have for them? And then how do you tap into unused potential? Hmm. Interesting question. I love that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would say, um, luckily I have Max. So for me, it would be a partner or your teammates or simply a friend that's like, I always wanted to get flexible or really like, really like yoga, but I want something that's like a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, this goes from someone that, you know, takes yoga classes or hasn't even started or an athlete that's kind of me that's like trying to figure out now where I want to be with gymnastics. Um, but finding things or a coach, like I recommend having a coach that's like set up like weekly things until you can like push yourself or maybe a few times a week until you can kind of figure out how to push yourself and having someone like, oh, these little pro tips helped me 
have a hand. I never thought I could do a handstand before and now I'm holding it for a minute. And then once you hold that and you're happy with that, then maybe the coach comes in again for like twice a week instead of like the one that you were at Mm -hmm. or simply having two friends sign up and, you know, kind of keeping you, oh, we're both doing at the same time. How is this? Like having like that little competition, but like a friendly competition, but a competition where it's like, you're both bouncing off ideas, you're carpooling. It's like a fun thing to do because working out is fun and it can, if it's not fun for you, you can make it fun. And they're just figuring out your way of doing that. And luckily for me, Max is just like, Hey, I'm down the street. Let's go train. Um, So I'm happy that I have someone like that. And my coach is also not that far away. So I'm always welcome to go to that gym, but yeah, just like setting, keep setting little goals for yourself because that is what these little things will add up to like this really beautiful thing that you're going to create with your body. And then the nice thing that comes with it is your body's going to look beautiful too. You'll feel good in it. You'll look good. And I think that's really important for mental health, physical health, everything all around. That's so true. Cause that's, that's what trying like a gymnast does. It helps mm-hmm. you look, feel and perform your best. So yeah. it is that all in, encompassing kind of like aspect of all the different things. And that is yeah. the is to help you find something that you love. So you do it and you don't think of it as a chore and then mm-hmm. not do it. Cause when you do it more often, you get more results. So then that helps you see the results. And then you're like, Oh, I look awesome. That makes me feel great. Right. Yeah. And then as you're practicing, you get better and better and you're able to perform better because you're practicing and you're doing better. So it just all kind of starts with finding something that you love and that makes you you. Mm-hmm. And that is a pivotal point for you. That is something that you need to do. It's like part of you. Yeah. So I guess let's, let's start to wrap it up here with um, one to two more questions because you've already answered a bunch of these that I had planned. Look at you. What is the best advice you've ever gotten from a coach or a teammate? Hmm. My coach is full of so many. He's such a wise man. Um, But he talked a lot about character and that was just like a huge thing for me. When you're so young and there's so much pressure and you're up super early in the morning and you're training so hard for these like you have these goals but you can't even perform it until you you're waiting for months to perform this one routine and um there's obviously really really hard days that like show your character and it's up to you he'd like if i was just like crying or like about to throw fit like a 15 year old would. Um, he was just like, this is your character. And that's, that's what you have. And it's up to you to create like the best character that you first off, what you want from it and how you treat everyone around you. So even now it's like, you know, life kind of happens, whether you're angry and like, those are so important. It makes you, it's who you are. And those like, you know, a year into a relationship or two years into it, then they like see the real you or whatever. Like that, that's just your character. Like you're comfortable enough. And it's, if you have control over that, like I think it gives you a lot more power with yourself because that yes, character, he gave me that. I was a hostage of like myself with my anger and like 
so many other things with just like growing up that like it was so nice to have that person like consistently tell you like these are right now is a moment that will affect you later and if you work on it right now when it's really really hard that will help you five years from now control that when you are so upset or you are so whatever it is that like life throws at you you can you can be in control of a situation gosh yeah incredible i love that so if you're listening think about your character <laughs> Have <integrity. laughs> um last question would be i ask this to everybody what does training like a gymnast mean to you love that question too um i think training like a gymnast means that you should never ever limit yourself no matter what chapter you're in in your life um yeah just keep pushing through and finding those things that push you through those hard times and figuring out what you need whether that's a friend to do that with a coach to help you through it or just you know you want to read some books and have you know in that way where you don't need necessarily someone to help you there's so many ways to do it i'm do you have an ebook or anything that's like do i yeah i've got i've got a couple of different um like mini guides yeah i mean there's there's just so many options yeah the course is going to be incredible that's launching january 15th and that is a way for people to yeah tap into how they can impact others mm -hmm. by starting with improving themselves because That's when amazing. you are your best self like you show up so much differently yeah. in all different areas of your life and it improves other people's lives when you are your best self right so yes totally i completely agree with that yeah that's amazing so i just feel like some people don't really need people to push them but they want to take it upon themselves and I have two hours at night and that's when everything else is closed. So I don't have that like luxury. And there's a lot of people I think that fall into that situation. So allowing something, giving them something that allows them to do it whenever it's convenient for that person. I think that it's an amazing, it's an amazing opportunity and they should definitely hop on that. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. All right. So Leslie Munoz, tell people. Yeah where they can find you if they want to follow you and lurk you and like all your things. <laughs> I am only on Instagram and it's my first name and my last name with three Z's like sleeping, you know, little Z's that go above. <laughs> so <laughs> Leslie Munoz that sleeps with three Z's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. I love it. Thank you again so much for allowing me to interview you and thank you for sharing your, story and your advice with our listeners and i hope they get something out of it thank you so much for having me real quick before you go along with anchor this episode was brought to you by train like a gymnast adventures the part of tlag that offers live events our next live event is sunday november 10th from 9 a.m to 5 p.m in playa vista california we've got people flying in for this so don't worry if you're not a local experience eight hours with us and get to meet our special guest doc jen fit in an intimate setting You'll get epic loaded swag bags valued alone at over $400, guided deep stretching and safe drills to learn new skills, meditation to center, ground, and connect to your higher self, free catered lunch from our incredible sponsors, I love free food, I hope you do too, and get the chance to win dope prizes. 
Even if you don't have gymnastics experience, we're going to teach you how to backflip in one day along with working on other skills. If you're hearing this ad, that means there's still a spot left for you. If you decide to bring a friend, you can each save $50 on your ticket. So lock in your spot today at trainlikeagymnast.com slash workshop dash opt-in. That's trainlikeagymnast.com slash workshop hyphen opt-in. I can't wait to coach your mind, body, and spirit. If you've loved everything you've heard in this episode or have any takeaways, be sure to leave a review. And as a thank you, I'd like to send you our athlete success kit. I've included everything in this guide that helps me stay successful and productive personally and professionally. If you want your copy, just leave us a review and send us a screenshot to team at trainlikeagymnast.com and we'll shoot it right over to you. Until next time, train with purpose.